Favorite favorite line. Hits 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 home like home. Hits home like home. Nothing like being hit at home in your home. Just home. Abuse is something that I do not take lightly. So you take it heavily. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Heavily. Heavy, heavy abuse only. Heavy heavy abuse. Heavy abuse. All right. You guys ready? I, I thought, oh, we're starting now? Yeah, we, I mean, we've been going, so. You've been going. I have been going. Then maybe you should stop. Maybe I should intro the pod. You said what? Maybe I should intro the pod. Oh. Okay, well, there we go. Welcome back to the We All Want Podcast, hosted by David the Capo. This is an episode with two of the most requested guests on Instagram. Nowhere else but Instagram. Do people want to see these guys? Introduce yourselves. I'm Hood MVP. Other niggas are relevant, but I'll let them get a chance to say who he is. Yes, and they'll be sharing mics today. It's your boy, Big Sal. Uh, I could only afford one mic, so I only brought one mic. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys for being here. Shout out to my boy, David, for uh, bringing us on to the podcast. No, of course, appreciate you guys for coming. So, um, well, originally he invited me. You were just a tag along, so don't well, think that you were. So well, don't think that you were invited. No, so. I invited both of you, and I figured why not have the Mulah gang us, here. He invited us separately. He invited us separately because he knew we have beef. You guys don't know that. <laughs> me and my boy here beefing. Let's unpack here. that. What is the beef between you and Hood MVP? Well, you see, he left, went to Cali, and before he left, he ate my leftovers. So I didn't have a chance to beat his ass before he left, and then he left for months. So then you got to let that hold over for a couple months. I hold grudges, so I held on to it for those months. And then he came back. He ain't even gave me new leftovers. So fuck that nigga, realistically. That's just like bad house training, Big Sal. What leftovers did I eat? Give him the mic. This nigga Give him the mic. Remember. Doesn't even know that we're on what podcast. What leftovers did I eat? They're gone now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but what was it? You would know you ate it. But what was it? For, con- for context, what was it? I'm, I'm interested. I'm invested. I'm invested. It must have been fire, though. What was it? See, I was just trying to throw salt on an old wound. Salt on an old wound. Talk about it. Must have been fire. Yeah, it was. That's why it was left over. want answers. The people want answers. All right. Let's put a little structure into this podcast since Big Sal took over right away with a ski mask robbing uh, people. I do apologize. I'm it's very, okay. When I, get, when I get going, I get going. And that's how I like it. No pause. Anyway, let's start doing crap. <laughs> All right, let's let's take it back from the beginning, bro. Who wants to go first? All right, good. So, what inspired you to do music? Where did you where Where did you start? Where are you from? Let's start there first, I guess. Uh, so I was born in Waukegan, but grew up in Round Lake. Um, as far as what inspired me to do music, that one's like a little like kind of funny because I. I ain't gonna stun. I used to ride the short bus, right? <laughs> so I used to ride the short bus. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. And it was like an hour and a half ride to school because I had to go from like Round Lake to Displange or uh, Round Lake to Palatine. So I just listened to my music on the bus. And then, like, I never, like, there might be songs I liked, but I didn't want to skip them. So I'd be like, all right. Uh, there'd be songs I liked, but people on the song whose part I didn't like. So I didn't want to skip the whole song because it's like, oh, well, so-and-so's verse is after this dude's verse and this nigga's verse sucks. So <laughs> within the time of that dude's verse, I would just start freestyling, making up my own shit until it got to the part that I liked and I just sing their shit. <laughs> so so you just, just started adding on to like those dead spaces in the beats? No, like I would just legit freestyle over whatever their part of the song was like while I'm just riding on my way to school. And then I just started doing that more and more. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I actually want to try rapping. So then, did you I do didn't. that shit like out loud, or did you just do it in your head? I did it out loud. Who's, you didn't give a fuck. Who's, who's gonna stop me? Who's gonna tell me <laughs> yeah, what I? Exactly. <laughs> who's gonna <laughs> stop? Man, <laughs> nah, that's cool. What about you, Big Sal? What got you into being the super producer, marketing mind that you are today? So my mom told me to get a job. I said fuck that shit. Uh, but my brothers used to make music. I had older brothers right. that made music. I think I know of one, Tusi. Yeah, Tusi and his his boy Ao. They used to go to the studio, and I would go. I was never interest interested in making music at all. And then they had a home session at our crib, and they were taking a break because they were recording like a few songs for like the showcase thing. Then the producer was down there, and he was like, he's like, yeah, y'all, y'all go take a break, and I was just chilling there watching him engineer. 
And then man's low key like turned to me and was like, you want to learn how to make some beats? And I was like, fuck it. Like, okay, sure. I was like, I'm not going to fucking do this shit, but I'm a, whatever. You'll look, learn. This guy looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> so then he gave me FL Studio, and then, like, that's when I stopped going outside, started making beats. How old were you when this happened? I was 12. Yeah. Like, had no, no interest experience. in music. I had no interest in making music. Yeah. And just but, because someone was there was like, hey, you should try doing yeah, this, or you the, should do this. The dude gave me the program, and then yeah. I just started playing with it, and I was like, this is interesting. Like, this yeah. is lit. Yeah. Ever since then, I just never stopped. Do you remember a lot of like your first early beats and shit? Yeah, I still listen to them. Yeah, I listen to them to this day. Dude, did you feel like they aged well, or do you feel like they, they sound like shit? What? <laughs> then why do you listen to them today? So I could remember like where you started. This is this was ass, and yeah. then because sometimes I'll listen to my shit now, yeah, and I'm like this shit sucks. But then I listen to the old shit, I'm like damn that shit sucked. <laughs> so this still sucks. Is pretty good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. yeah, that's how I got started. Yeah. How Random. old are you now? 28. 28. So how long you Damn. been? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm 28 now. Yeah. About to be 30 in this year. So as as MVP mentioned earlier, you moved to California. What inspired that? Why? What made you say, fuck it, I'm just going to drop everything that I'm doing and move to California? Oh. Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, I went to Cali because uh, what's it called? It's not it's not a lot going on like where I'm at now. Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, that uh, do try to work with me don't really have like the drive. And yeah. It's like you can tell that almost, and it's like, what are you willing to like invest? You feel right. me? Like it doesn't doesn't even gotta be money. Like what are you doing? What are you putting out there? Like what's right. what's the work ethic? You feel yeah. me? And I get it. Like, sometimes people just can't. So it's like, I understand. But I've had a lot of, like, opportunities in Cali get, like, people try to give me opportunities, but I don't live in California. Right. I live out here, and it's like, oh, I don't live. You're, like, missing out on the Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm not in L.A. Like, I live all the way in Illinois. And bubble fuck you, Oh, shit. All right, cool. Because they'd be like, yo, can you come through this weekend for the studio, or can we shoot a video or some shit? Like, bro, I'm all the way in Illinois. Yeah. So, yeah. I, de- I mean, I definitely feel that, bro, because I feel like at some point, you know, with, with this podcast shit, it's going to have to move somewhere. Yeah. You I know, mean, because it's, it's you can only get as far. Yeah. It's all, it talk about the importance of networking because I feel like that's something that you bleed through your social media. Networking is super important, bro. Like, going to those events, uh, socializing with people, like, on your Instagram, on your socials and shit. Right. Like, interact with people and, like, Follow people that have share the same interests with you. Like right. Other podcast people. Yeah. You feel me? Like, interact with uh, podcasts that you, like, look up to. Right, 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 right. Make sure you're, like, commenting on other shit, liking other shit. Right. You know, because eventually your work is going to show. And be like, I've seen this dude's name so much. Yeah. Like, like who is it? Like, guy? what is up with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a story a uh, long-ass time ago. I think it was, like, Rob Deerdeck or some shit. Mm-hmm. He said some kid was sending him clips for like years straight for ridiculousness. I think so. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it was ridiculousness. I think it was he was still at the warehouse, right? And he's like, "This kid's been sending me videos for like such and such time," and then he finally like flew the kid out because he said, "Fuck it." Yeah, because like he said, he's like, "I keep seeing this kid, so fuck, I'm gonna bring this kid out." Right. But yeah, that's super important. Yeah. Fucking networking. I, yeah. yeah. What do you feel like is important for you as a rapper to network? Like, how do you how do you network, and how important is it to you? I mean, I can't. I don't really do that a lot. Why? I'm not gonna lie, cause I've always been <clears throat> like, if you look at like even everything on like my Spotify, I think I only have like one feature on there, and it's even just my producer just doing a little sound bit. Right. Like, I don't really do like I'll get on other people's stuff, but my thing was more so like uh, he's known it. Um, I don't want to have to rely or wait on somebody else to get my stuff done. Right. If it's my song, why? Because, like, like he said, there's a lot of people out here that don't have a drive to do anything. So it's like, okay, I could get my thing done, send it to you, and now I'm waiting months for you to be like, oh, yeah, I haven't even wrote to it, or I haven't even started on it, or, yeah, I'm going to get it done, and it just doesn't happen. So it's like, I'll just finish the song myself and put it out myself. I'm Has out. that happened to you before where, like, you've sent it out to someone just that you know that's like, hey, let's work, and then you sent them yeah, you know, an open verse and they never got it back to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, so a funny story was uh, VK, 
I had sent a song to him. <laughs> Shout out to the Bucus. Yeah, I had sent a song to him uh, for him to get on it. Right. And then I just finished the verse. I mean, he didn't take too long to get on it, yeah. but I just didn't want to wait. And then I think he hit up Sally. He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, Bernard sent me a song to do. And then the next day, he like put it out. What did you expect? Did you expect them to get it back to you like right then and there? Or no, like? I just I, once I sent it, I was like, I just kept writing. I'm like, nah, I just want to put this shit out. Yeah. You were like, fuck it, this would just be the remix. Well, cause <laughs> like, well, cause like another thing like with me is like, I also I do like doing like more live performances as right. well. So it's like if I make a song that I think is good. That I want to perform, I don't want to have to cut the song in half because somebody else is on it and they didn't show up. Right. Or I don't want to have to like say, you know, once we start doing more traveling shows, I'm going to venues that aren't close. I don't want to have to again cut the song in half because so and so can't make it to the show right. or they're not there or in a place that, that that's not easily accessible to them. No, yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> what were so, your some like early on inspirations or like just rappers that you look up to when you were like I draw my style from them? Oh, uh, when I first started it was definitely Chameleonaire. I just liked how he rapped. I like I feel like we like, we we had this conversation off the record yeah, about Chameleonaire. Oh chill. What's up with Chameleonaire? What inspired you? What of Chameleonaire? Like I know that he's like very like business savvy now. Like he, he is now. He's yeah, very, like, like he, into tech like and he, shit like, like that. he left music to make to start making apps and stuff. But like it was just, <clears throat> I don't know. Like he, how he, like there were like lines that I would hear. I'm like, that's hard. Like I like how yeah. he raps and like he was always like had like a smoothish more demeanor when he rapped too. Right. So I'm like, right. ah, he like he tries to be like that cool guy. Like that, cad- his cadence is very smooth, very like yeah. And like he try and like in a lot of his music, he just like tries to promote like just being a player like you don't got to be yeah. wild and like that or you know just be chill smooth laid back and what do you take from though. that i mean that that's like growing up that's how i like more so like i know i was a little wild nigga but yeah. it's like if i could be cool <laughs> chill laid back all that that would be dope i'm like that's not how i am yeah but it's like but that's cool that somebody does that no oh, yeah i hear you what was your what was your early upbringing like in round lake um, yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it, bro. Because I remember, I, I remember you in high school and stuff like that. I remember like we like walking to school, summer, summer school, and shit like that, and yeah. things like that. But I guess I only knew that aspect of it. What, what was like your early childhood like? Oh uh, well, I'm adopted. Right. Um, adopted by white people. Um, I guess like more so as a kid, I was always in trouble, always upset, always whatever. My mom yeah. lashing like, out. Yeah, doing all that shit. So, like, <clears throat> when it was in school, it was summer camp. So, in school, I was always getting in trouble. But it was like, but in school, I was like, I always thought I could, like, outsmart the system because <laughs> I would see stuff that other kids would do. Right. And I'd be like, yo, if they can get away with that, I think I can. Because, like, there would be kids, like, you know, when you got to present something in front of the class, right. there were kids that, you know, before they went, they'd be like, hey, can I go to the bathroom? teacher would let them go and let's just say they was next up teacher would skip right over them so i used to just not do the assignment just wait till i'm about to be called on be like hey can i go to the bathroom <laughs> chill there for like 10 minutes come, come back. back not thinking the teacher going like, all right now we're just going to turn in everything not right. thinking that far ahead yeah <laughs> but so it'd be stuff just trying like to get that. yourself out of the situation exactly so but it's not like i didn't know how to do it i just didn't feel like doing it so it was like stuff like that and then you know it's like you know this is when you start catching attention to girls right, and right, paying right. attention to girls and stuff like that. So I was trying to get attention, always getting in trouble, getting suspended, doing all that. Then when it was summer camp, my mom almost lost her job because I was always getting kicked out of summer camp. Right. She had to stay home and watch you and shit. Yeah, because well, well, my thing was like, like high school, you wouldn't have thought about it. But like when I was like younger, I was always picked on. Right. So it was like I was always picked on. I, mean, I was always the odd one. You were a big motherfucker out. though. In high school, yeah, yeah that's when like everything a, was yeah, different. <laughs> yeah, you was a big motherfucker in high school, bro. Like at least stature wise to a lot of the people that we went to high school with. Well, and that's also the wild part. I didn't go to the high school until my junior year. Really? 
that was my first year around Lake. I, I was it. I was not I was at an alternative school from sixth grade to my junior year of yeah. high school. That's so crazy. I didn't even so I didn't even go. I was allowed to play sports for Round Lake. Right, right, but right. But I wasn't actually at the school until. And that's how you built your relationships with the people who went to Round Lake through sports. Yeah, and stuff? basically, yeah. That's and crazy. then KJ a lot of the time. I remember KJ. And then uh, I know I met you through Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how like so it was just like the people that I knew that would go back to the regular schools or even just be in the area and chill with people in the area. And then I basically would just meet people through them. Through people just, that yeah, through like yeah. your associates and stuff like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so crazy. it was so it was stuff like that and then clearly I went to Round Lake and that was a whole different experience. In <laughs> yeah. as well. and, and just coming back a little bit, I know that you know we're trying to keep it very lighthearted, but what was it what was the experience like of being adopted? By a white family. I mean, I don't really see not like. I know, you know there's nothing like wrong with it and shit like that, but like <laughs> I guess nowadays there's really like that, you know, like there was like that show with like Colin Kaepernick on Netflix, where he showed his biography of like growing up with like a white mom and her not really understanding that he wanted to go get cornrows and braids and shit like that. Oh no, my I mean whatever I mean whatever I really wanted to do, like my parents embraced it. Yeah. They didn't like try to be like oh well no you're with us you yeah. gotta be raised like us or right, right, anything right. like that they let me interact with my biological family like um the only time we ever fought about anything having to do like with my biological family was um so my freshman year of freshman or sophomore year of high school um so my eighth grade graduation i got to meet my biological dad right so i was cool with him for about two years and then um, going to my first day of school uh, as, I'll, I'll just say freshman year. Yeah. So first day of school, freshman year, I get a call from my biological mom. I'm on my way to school. I'm thinking, oh, she's just calling to wish me a, you know, have a good first day of school, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, how does she even know it's my first <laughs> day of school? But she's crying as soon as I pick up the phone. I'm like, okay, what's up? And then she's just calling to tell me that my dad was murdered. So yeah. I'm like, okay like you know whatever <clears throat> so i just kept going to school try to keep my mind off it and i wanted to get a tattoo yeah. uh wasn't related to him at first so they were like no you're not gonna get a tattoo because i wanted like hood mvp on me like that's fucking <laughs> like that's fucking stupid yeah so we got into a fight about that i ain't gonna stun i ran away from home for a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> I was arguing where'd you go you went to big south house no nah, i went to kj's uh, house right. I yeah, I didn't even know him yeah, okay. at that. Uh, I met him like my sophomore year. Right. Or no, it was my junior year. Because I met you through uh, Steven the Graffinry. Shout out to my boy. <laughs> but nah, um, and then I and then I, like after like two or three days of me not being home, I say, uh, all right, so I won't get a dumbass tattoo. Can I get a tattoo for my dad? And they were like, yeah, okay, that's reasonable, right. understandable. Go for it. Right. Um. <clears throat> they've been there through a lot. They've, you know, helped me get to college. My mom always tells me, like, well, you know, we felt like we owed it to your biological family. We raised you. We didn't want to let them down. We didn't want them to feel like we let you down or anything because they came to us to, you know, help raise you right. or whatever. So they've done everything that they've done for me. Where'd you go to college at? Uh, Carroll University up okay. in Waukesha, Wisconsin, okay, one okay. of the whitest places in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Waukesha, Wisconsin. <laughs> what was what was that experience like for you? That was different. It was definitely different because you know you watch like all these shows, movies, and all that. Like you know, hearing what college is gonna be like. And then, you know, us coming from Round Lake and, you know, y'all know everything I was doing while right, I was right. at Round Lake. I definitely went up there with, like, a chip on my shoulder, like, thinking, like, all right, it's going to be a bunch of, you know, weird people. People going to be trying to bully me because I'm a right. freshman. People right. going to be trying to do et cetera, et cetera. And then at that, like, you've always been very, like, self-expressive, even though you yeah. probably didn't even know it, but... You know, with with the with the different color hair, with you know, I remember you had a grill in high school. You were yeah. like one of the first people in person that I saw with a grill. Well, that well, that was that was one of the funniest parts too. Is like I, as soon as that Nelly Grill song yeah. came out, because I didn't know grills existed before yeah. then. Yeah, I saw I, that, well, and I was heavy on. I want a grill. I right. want a grill. I want a Bro, grill. Bro, I think we've all wanted a grill. If you well, can't sit here and lie and say you, I think 
when the money get right, I'm still gonna get a bottom grill. Well, but 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 as soon as I got them, people was like, "Oh, that's lame. That's this." Yeah, that's that. yeah. And then like yeah. years, I still was rocking them. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. I like them. Right. Years later, not everybody and their mama got one. That's <laughs> I'm like, true. Oh, but I thought that shit was lame in high school. That shit was lame in high school, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but I didn't think that shit was lame. That's why when I when I first met you and you had like you had the grills on, you had the chains on. I was yeah. like, damn. This motherfucker look like a rapper. <laughs> you my favorite rapper, bro. Yeah, so I liked all that. But That's yeah. dope, bro. That's dope. How about Big Sal? How what was your upbringing? I've always like? wanted to grow in up school. <laughs> what was your upbringing like? Uh shit, man. I grew up in I was born in Florida. I grew up in That already says a lot about him. <laughs> I I grew up in uh Displains, Illinois, in like a trailer home. Like, shit was ghetto as fuck, bro. Shit, winters were cold as shit. Showers were cold as shit. Uh, ramen noodle diets, man. Bologna sandwiches and shit like that. You know, three families in under one roof. Right, right. So it was like, it was hum- it's humbling, low-key. Yeah. And then, I like, to see where my parents, how far they've come, like, it, like you appreciate it. It's yeah. Like, you know, and I see, like, a lot of people, like, they, how they be treating their parents. And it's like, bro. I can never like yeah, I do everything yeah. my OG says. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like if I can do it, I'm gonna do it. Like if I can do yeah. it right then and there, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that, I mean that's how I was too. Like growing up, I re- I really didn't like grasp the concept of like what my parents had to go through in order for me to be like in the position that I was. And I remember like having my older siblings and shit because I come from like a family of nine, bro. So like my oldest sister is like forty something, you know. And growing up, it's just like they'll tell you like you know we grew up poor. Like, you know, they they were like like we were like Mexico poor though. You know, we shared oh, yeah. we shared one can of soda poor yeah, type crazy, shit, you know? Yeah. And that never really like was ever put into perspective to me until I started having kids and until I started having to do shit on my own. Then now I'm looking back, I'm like, damn, like, you know, all the I guess, I guess a lot of like the um resentment that I held from like, you know, my parents just working all the time, my mom always just being into her own shit and shit like that kinda just allowed me to just look at the shit and be like, all right, like, I understand. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I always look at, like, kids, like, who have foreign parents. And it's like, damn, dog. Like, your parents came from overseas. Like, they took country, a, Yeah, they then, took a really good risk. Yeah, and then, like, you fucking it up or, like, you treating them like that. Like, that's crazy. Right. It's, like, it blows my mind. What are, what are your, who are some of your um, producer inspirations? Like, people that you look to, like, Timberland or someone who you feel like is, like, who you try to model your... Your work work ethic. Uh, I, I, like coming up, I was inspired by like Johnny Giuliano, uh, Ryan Leslie, uh, Jacasso, like guys like that. Cause like their sound was always different. Right. You know, you listen to like trap drill, the you know regular rap shit. Mm-hmm. The the eight oh eight. But like if you listen shit. to Johnny Giuliano, like you can. You can tell that's a Johnny Giuliano ass beat. You mm-hmm. feel me? Cause yeah. it just has that sound like. He, he always called himself like the eight bill eight eight bit producer because mm-hmm. he just had that sound to him and so like I like the uniqueness so it's like I try to do my best to be, like be slightly different in right. a way it's so, like when you hear my shit it's like that sound like a big style ass beat mm-hmm. you know so yeah nice. guys like that for sure what was uh what was the inspiration behind your name who is Big Sal because it, it's it's together like why why who is Big Sal Bro, so when I when I first moved to uh, to Fox Lake, I went to uh, the Grant High School, and there was this dude, uh, Markari. He's like, "What's going on, man?" He's like, "You knew?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What's your name?" I was like, "Sal." He's like, "I'm gonna call you Big Sal." I'm like, "All right, fucking bet." So yeah. then, ever since then, like everybody in the <laughs> accepted school, school. Yeah, everybody was calling me uh, Big Sal. Like right. he was introducing me. He's like, "Yo, this is Big Sal." Everybody's like, "Oh, what's going on, Sal?" He's like, "No, no, no, Big Sal." It's Big Sal. Call him Big Sal. Right. It's like everybody started calling me Big Sal. And then it was a while, like, I started hearing names like Chance the Rapper, Joey Badass. I was like, I was like, that's not your usual little Wayne or little yeah. whatever the like fuck. Like the little in front yeah, of it. Yeah, and I was like, damn, I kind of want to do something with my name. Like, because yeah. Big Sal is like, it's kind of like another little. Little, but just big. Yeah, it's just yeah. big. And I was like, I'm going to put like, who is Big Sal? Because like, at yeah. the time... Like even now, like I'm always like, who am I? Like for real? Like what? What do I? What am I doing? Like so, I was like, who is Big Sal? And then like my social media was that, so I said, fuck it, who's Big Sal? The producer tag. Yeah. So now it's like it's easy to look me up because you just put who's Big Sal. Like that's all my socials. You'll find me. Yeah. No matter what. 
no matter what. So it's dope. What's uh what 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 does Moolah Gang stand for? Shit, you like money? I love money. Exactly. We do too. So <laughs> <laughs> what it brought is. it together though? Like who like what were you just sitting down? It started as a group chat. It really? started as a group chat on Snapchat. Right. Yeah, and then I was just like we were we were talking about some shit, man, and I was like, yeah. So I renamed the group chat Moolah Gang. Right. I was like, cause we all love money, da, da, da. and then we were just start talk, started talking shit. Yeah. And I was like, and then like I sat back like during the day after the group chat shit, I was like, that's just hard. <laughs> I was like, I like, I do like money. Let me put that shit on a t-shirt. Yeah, and I said, like, fuck it. And then so like when I made the design, I made the M big as fuck, cause I was like millions. Like I need the M's and shit, so I made sure the M stood out. Right. And that's how that shit came about. Literally a group chat. Just a group chat of like just Yeah, and I was like, Should I produce? I was like, my boy's a fucking rapper. I was like, uh Shy Art um fucking shoots videos, takes pictures, bro. Right, I was like, right. that's a, a decent team right there, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. It's a decent ass team and I was like, yeah. Fuck it. With so you guys, are just all, you guys are just a collective of just yeah. like creatives and shit like that. Yeah, and then I wanted things. to I wanted to be like I was like, I don't, like, I don't, it's not a record label. I was like, but I want to be able to, in the future, like, sign creators. Like a conglomerate. Yeah, so, like, you know, like, I want to be able to sign people to do podcasts. I want to be able to sign people to play video games and shit. So, it's yeah. like, that's just what I want to do. Yeah. And now I want to make money like you see the people who do yeah. shit. Like, you see you see the bigger <clears throat> picture aside from, yeah. like, just making beats, right? Like, bro, I like want to fucking sleep in bed and collect 10% from everybody who's fucking creating <laughs> content under me. Yeah, I feel that. That's bro. all I want to do. Just your money making you money yeah. while you sleep. So if you guys are interested in a job in the future, holler at your boy. Holler at him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that's that's dope as fuck. And honestly, bro, like I really like, and and I know I said it like jokingly, but you were really you too were really one of some of the most requested like people to bring on to the podcast. So I'm glad to have you guys here both. Yo, shout out to my mom for requesting us. <laughs> but the reason why, like you know, I I wanted to have a conversation with you, you specifically, is because. You definitely put an emphasis like on working with like other artists on how to get their songs playlisted, how to like really just, you know, utilize the tools that, um, you know, you're not gatekeeping these tools that people can use to make money off their songs, licensing and, you know, being able to get yourself playlisted on Spotify, Apple Music and shit like that. And what what made you be like, I'm going to help those, even if it's like with free game and shit like that. Because nobody was there to help me. Like I've spent so much money getting scammed, pay to plays traveling using gas like our own gas yeah working a shitty job to pay for that fucking gas to go to a show where it's filled with a bunch of other rappers who also yeah. just got scammed yeah you so you've me? been scammed before bro it's, it's a if you got if you have to pay to play and you're performing for a bunch of other artists you're getting scammed that is a scam what does that mean how does that help you because if you go to a uh, like a like if i'm a podcaster right it's kind of just like, yo, follow me and I'll follow back. Like, that's not, a, you're not gaining a genuine viewer. You're not gaining a fan. Right. I'm performing in front of other artists who don't give a fuck about me. They only care about putting their music on. Yeah. So it's a scam. And what were people just like, what am I gaining from it? I'm just spending money. Right. Were people like reaching out to you, be like, yo, like, I got this play, I got this like little, <clears throat> right, little yeah. show that yeah, you can so come like, do? So, like, when I started, I didn't want to rap. Right. I did not want to rap. I just wanted to make beats. But then I had I didn't know any rappers. So then I just started rapping to my own beats. And my OG heard it. And she's like, oh, who's that? That sounds pretty good. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's me. I could just record. Like, I used to whisper rap <laughs> in my room because I didn't rap. Like the Yin Yang Twins? And I was kind of shy. Yeah, so, like, all my shit was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, as she heard me, like, mixing one of my songs. And she's like, that sounds really good. And then she, like told me to send it to her so I sent it to her she sent it to somebody in California and then they were like oh we got a showcase out here you guys can pay to get on and that's when it all started right and to my mom and to us not ever doing a show it just sounded like an opportunity yeah it just sounded like a good opportunity like man my first show's in California right who's out here doing that nobody yeah nobody's getting scammed out here (laughs) good job so it's like so it starts there then you got these promoters who are looking for artists to pay to get on these shows and they're charging these artists like yo pay this much you guys can be on a slot then you got 30 other rappers in the venue paying to play and so the venue is just filled with rappers and is anybody performing 
They're they're all performing. They're all performing. But that's the thing. You're performing to other performers. Okay. They they could give a fuck less. They're just yeah. waiting for themselves to go on. Okay. And then a lot of times when they perform, they leave. So if you go dead last, it's gonna be empty. You're like performing to nobody. You're so pretty much what like a, promo- a promoter is doing is like telling all these rappers, all these guys who are like really just wanting to get their music heard, hey, come perform here. And it's yeah. just their performance to other rappers. Yeah, because it sounds good. Because he's just taking so everybody's money. The promoter is making the bread. And then he just dips. Well, it's, it's because they do the pay to play. They're like either bring five people or, or pay 50 bucks because. Like I don't. That's why I don't do shows like that anymore. Cause I'm the artist. I'm not the promoter. Right. I'm not the footwork guy. I shouldn't have to sell tickets to perform at your venue. Right. Your job as the promoter is to bring the people. Right. Why do I have to bring the people? Right. So they'll do that. So either way, they're making fifty bucks either off you or the five people you bring. Right. And then, like he said, if some people do bring a crowd, soon as they're done, they leave. So who do you think leaves with them? The crowd. The crowd. So everybody comes, tries to go on early because you don't want to be the dude that's last because right. everybody is gone. And he's not lying about the fact that, like, as an artist, you're there like, I don't really give a fuck about dude's music. I just want people to see my shit and they like my shit. But you're performing to a bunch of other artists who have the exact same mentality. So sure. really, it's just you're you're just in a fucking. It's a revolving door. It's a revolving door. So I mean, I mean, sure, there might be some artists there that's like, you know, I want to network with this dude or I want to do this. Like me, like I watch like because I perform. I know I'm going to turn the room up. Right. I don't care. I know how to put on a good live show. Yeah. So if I see other people perform, I'll actually tell them after, like, yo, work on this, try to do this, or, right. you know, do this. Put like, them up on shit. some game and shit. Yeah, I'll be like, yo, shit was dope. Just, you know, try to do this, or et cetera, right. et cetera, while you're performing. Or, like, if I see a person's, like, because I've been there before with my performances, like, being nervous, shy, all that shit. Right, right. Like, so I can see it when an artist perform. like, okay, you're looking at the ground. You're not making eye contact. You're not moving. You're not doing none of that. So I'll tell them, like, yo. Just try to do that, and then I'll tell them the shit that got me through it. Because my thing was, like, when I was shy, I'm like, I don't want these people laughing. I don't want them to, you know, be making fun of me. But then I thought about it. I watched the interview where they talked about Drake. They were like, Drake was on stage, and it looked like he was, like, doing a dying bird move. Like, he was just flapping his arm or something. Mm -hmm. And then then a person that was talking about it, I mean, at the end of the day, like, even though he did that, that's all people was talking about. Right. So right. they still watched him perform. That's all they were talking about. Whether they were laughing, making fun of it, etc. People saw it. He captivated them <clears throat> exactly. one way or another. Whether it's like be... people saw. So they yeah. talking about the performance. So now I'm just gonna turn up. Like yeah. So that when people go home, they're like, "Yo, that hood MVP motherfucker exactly. was turned the fuck up." Exactly. Because there's other people that I've performed with. And they'll be like, all right, well, I want to go before you because I know how you're going right, right. to do your show. Because it's they're... hard to follow that. Yeah, and then, and then there have been other people that's like, yo, like, uh, shout out to my boy Calvin Candace. He, he he was doing music, now he's on his photography shit, and he's doing yeah. his thing. Um, I remember he told me about it before because I uh, I performed for uh, Shy Hustler, you know, Chucky Finster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't like me calling him Shy Hustler, but I'm going to still <laughs> always say it. But, uh, we're gonna perform. unpack that when I have him yeah. on. We gonna have to unpack that one. <laughs> but I, but I, uh, but I performed with him when he had his party at the Hookah Lounge. Right. And uh, my thing was like, for every song I did, I want to try to turn up more on the next one than I did the last one. Right. So it would like basically be a built up process. And uh, my boy Calvin was like, man, he's like, you performed, and you was already turned up. And then you took your shirt off. And I'm like, he can turn up even more than he already just did? <laughs> he said, you fool. This isn't my final form. <laughs> so he was like, he can he can go even harder than yeah, he just did? Yeah. So he's like, man. And then he's like, ever since you did that, he's like, that's what I set the standard for me to perform at. Right. Like, I got to go that crazy when you I gotta perform. You got to go that hard. Exactly. Every single time. And then he, and then talking to Sal, he basically kind of changed the way that I write my music too is as far as like that because he would say because you know i i had you know going from how i started out to how i am now like i was always on oh this is you know i think every rapper kind of goes through the phase where like this is real hip-hop this is real the backpack shit yeah like fuck the industry you know i was on that when i first started until like and and back at that time you know i was still like heavily influenced influenced by like millionaire stuff because that's like kind of the tip he was on yeah real that music, was your blueprint exactly so then so then once i finally um 
Because once everybody starts, you know, they try to take after their influence. Right. And then once I started finding the style or the style I liked or however I wanted to do it, you know, then it would be more towards, because I, I want to put on a, a dope-ass show when you see me live. I want, because, um, like, a lot of my stuff, I just take influences from, like, what I've heard other people right. say. And I'm like, damn, that's dope. I kind of want to have that impact. Yeah. Like, our boys uh, from CCK, uh, they like Chance. I'm not a big Chance fan, but I remember one time we had a show for our little Hurricane Katrina event. They was going crazy all night to Chance. And I remember I talked to him. I'm like, why are they going so wild for this dude? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. He's like, well, they went to a live show and they saw him perform. So now when they listen to his music, that's all they think about was them seeing him doing the live performance. So I'm like, that's fucking hard. Like, that's kind of how I want people with my shit. So I'll write my shit thinking, like, all right, what could I be doing on stage while I'm saying this? How could I be turning up on stage while I'm saying this? Like, writing it out like that to be able to turn up and put on a good show. So that's, like, my main thing is, like, I just want to go crazy when I'm up there and have the people go crazy with me while I'm doing fuck. it. So Where did you get your, your name Hood MVP from? That's just kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of funny. So... Back before I didn't know people could have similar rap names, because mm-hmm. uh, I ain't going to stunt, because my name was Bernard. I tried to go by Lil B. <laughs> You're not the bass guy. And then, and then You're I not found the bass guy. Well, no, and this is before I even knew who he was. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me go on Google. Check right, this. right, right, right. See how many Lil Bs will come up. Look up Lil B. I'm like, all right, there's already a guy. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, my biological family calls me Lil Bernard. Let me look that up. <clears throat> there's already a guy called Lil Bernard that raps. <laughs> Can't take that name now. Right, right. So then uh, I go to KJ's house. Mm-hmm. He's playing Fight Night Round Two. He's going to save. He's going to save the game, and the save file is called Hood MVP. I'm like, that's fucking hard. That's that, yeah, that is such <laughs> so like a shout unique out to KJ. name, bro. That is like such a unique name. <laughs> yeah, so she, basically, <laughs> this nigga's a thief. <laughs> copy, copy bro. But nah, but I, but I was like, but I saw the save file on the thing. I'm like, that's fucking hard. That is fucking hard. Bro. And uh, I ain't gonna stunt. There have been times where I wanted to change it, and like like he said, there have been people that's like, dog, like that name is so unique. Why would you change it? I mean, it it is. I mean, you like, bro, trying to explain to someone who Hood MVP is is it's like, like the name is just like already it just has you quit like Hood MVP. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. The most valuable player from the hood. Of the neighborhood. neighborhood. (laughs) Well, it's also wild because, like, when I chose the name, like, I also thought about it more so because, like, it was, to a degree, a little bit around the time, like, Chief Keef was popping up and stuff like that. So there was that whole drill wave of, like, I guess you wouldn't call it, like, straight-up gangster music. Like, you would think of, like, back in the 90s type shit. But it was, like, the new wave of gangster music, you feel me? So I also had, like, the name Hood MVP with the way that I rap with the real hip hop type shit. Yeah. And I had the name more so as well as like, don't judge a book by its cover. Right, right. Like right. you're going to see my name. You're going to be like, oh, you're, you're going to expect like a, like a, like a SoundCloud rapper, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to see my name and be immediately, oh, he's just going to be a chief keep wannabe or right. oh, he's just going to be a drill rapper or whatever. And then you hear my shit, it's like, oh, he's nothing like that. Yeah, he's barring up. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of why, I, that's also kind of why I chose the name yeah. when I had seen it. You know, yeah. one thing I appreciate about you, bro, is like you maybe you do know that people see this shit, but like you go hard for like the newer, younger generation of rappers when people are trying to be like, yo, this music is fucking trash. You need to be listening to Eminem. You need to be listening to this. You need to be listening to that. Like you almost take that shit personal. Well, my thing was because it's because like I don't like I don't like the gatekeeping thing. But then also, like, I put it into perspective, like that's legit how I used to be. Right. I used to be, I used to be that guy. Like I said, you know, everybody goes through that. This is real hip hop phase where I'm like, oh, all these new rappers are garbage. All these new dudes is trash. All these dudes suck. Why are they making music? And then like, when I took a chance to start listening to them, like, yo, these dudes is dope. Like, yeah. a lot gotta, of these dudes are saying shit, yeah. but they're just saying it in their own way. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like once I actually took the time to like, check people out before I'm like, oh, well, look at how he looks. His music has to suck. Or look at what his rap name is. His shit has to be garbage. So I always look at it like you, like, 
starting out for me, even with music, like I know I wasn't the best. So I'm like, anybody could have came along and been like, yo, you suck, give up. Yeah. You know, so it was like, y'all trying to stop people from pursuing what they want to pursue or saying they don't have the right to make the music that they make. But it's like, clearly they're making it and enough people are liking it for them to be getting to where they're getting to. Of course. I so feel like with, with like music, podcasting and, and just being a creative in general, just like like artistic expression, bro. Like you really can't tell someone how to make a beat. Like you can, like you can help someone structure a beat, but as far as like what they want it to sound like and then classify it as like hip hop or whatever they want to classify it as, to me is that shit's like stupid. Like I know like early on people people would tell me like, oh, do this, do that. You need to talk about this. You need to talk about that. But it's just, I would tell them, look, but that's not me. I'm not going to force something on people who want to come here and listen to me. And, yeah. and then it's just, you can already tell that shit's not genuine. Like I knew from the beginning, I wanted to interview producers, rappers and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, and no, I don't have access to fucking Chief Keef, but I have access to Hood MVP. I have access to Big Sal, who I feel like are fucking dope as shit, who I feel like bring something to the fucking, the music industry, even that's just completely different. It, it, yeah. It's, you know, it, it's just completely different. It, it sounds different. You can enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily love everything that's out there, but you can also respect it and, and, and respect its existence in this shit. Well, I mean, me me and Sal have had the talks about it where it's like, you know, a lot of people spend so much time talking about what they don't like, what artists they hate, yeah. what artists is trash, what artists is whack, instead of actually promoting an artist they like. But that's that, that comes back to, like, gatekeeping. Well, no, so so I'm saying, like, you know, I could, I could spend 20 minutes saying, oh, I don't like this artist. Right. Or I could spend 20 minutes saying, like, I right, this is why I think this artist is dope as hell. This is why this person is my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. This is the song that got me into this person. This is what they do, et cetera, et cetera. And realistically, the way I see it is, if you want to talk down on an artist, realistically, you're just free promotion for them as well. Because either way, someone's going to be like, well, why doesn't he like it? Let me go listen exactly. to it. Exactly. Because you know how many that. times like I've listened to someone be like, yo, this song is so fucking trash. And then I go listen to it. Yeah. And it's like, even if I do agree that it's fucking trash, I just gave gave him exactly. a play. I just gave exactly. him a view. That's how they get on. That's how, that's how people get on. Exactly. And that's why, to me, it's just like, if you don't like it, then just don't listen to it. it that's you that's know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just nobody, don't, nobody's, nobody's forcing you. Forcing you. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, but I, but I go hard for the newer generation just because it's like, give the people a chance. Like, actually listen to them before you say... Oh, that shit's trash. Yeah, no, I hear you, bro. And like, and that that shit's cool as fuck, bro. Cause it's like, cause it's like, you gotta think like, now, like if you look at like Lil Wayne being where he's at, he went through that time too, where yeah. everybody's like, Lil Wayne's trash. Yeah. The people before him went through a phase where everyone was like, well, they're the new cats on the block. Yeah. They're fucking whack. Yeah. And then and now they and now these people is you know considered legends. Yeah. So like, it's like you, you can't, y'all can like, give these people a chance and see what they become. Yeah, you can't speak about Lil Wayne, bro, and not talk about like his 08 run. Exactly. And talk about how he was like on every fucking feature. He remixed every everybody's beat that you forgot. Like this person even had a song to that beat. Yeah, like a prime exactly. example of that for him is like when he did uh, "Sky Is the Limit." You forgot that, that was a Mike Jones beat. Exactly. You don't even listen to Mike Jones beat no more. And shout out to Mike Jones, <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't even listen to that shit no more because you go straight to YouTube. You put in "Sky Is the Limit," and then all you think about is just that fucking song by Lil Wayne, exactly. and how fucking different it was. And I remember people used to give give him shit because they were like. He, he's saying too much and saying a lot of nothing, you know, because he does a lot of double entendres and he does a lot of that yeah. shit where the next three lines is, will refer back to the first one. And then people just be like, that's a lot of thinking. Yeah. But nowadays it's like, well, why can't we go back to that? You know, why can't he go back to that? Yeah. Well, because he's, these artists that hear you, you know, as kids that are like listening to these grown men complain about other shit are like, well, people don't want to listen to this. Let me just dumb it down a little bit. And then people dumb it down and you're like, you need to go back to that. Yeah. So it's like, you can never make anybody happy. So. I mean, that's kind of music. It's it's a thing I've been taught is, like, music always comes back in waves. But yeah, it's like in, fashion. But just in different ways. Like, if you look at, like, the drill the drill era. I mean, because cause we're, we're back in the drill era. It's just now New York. Not, yeah, but, it, but it's not. Yeah, exactly. So it's like New York drill. But if you think, like, back when we was in high school, it was the Chicago drill. Yeah. So music always comes back in waves. Or a different, it'll come back with the same style, just with its unique twist. Like reinvented. Exactly. What about you, Big Sal? What do you think is like, 
some of like the biggest criticisms that you had to face, like the biggest, you know, early on when you were making beats and stuff like that. What do you feel like you took personal when people would would criticize your your music or anything like that? I don't think anyone low key ever like challenged it. <laughs> it was just like whatever. You got all the I am him. Yeah, honestly. I'm himothy. You know, and it was just like I don't know, like I don't like I said and again, like if I wasn't showcasing my shit like that, because right. like I didn't know nobody who yeah. made music. Yeah. You know? What made you like say fuck it? I'm gonna step out of my comfort zone. And I'm gonna just start sending beats to everybody. What was that push for you? When I met actual rappers, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> but how did you get there? How did you get? How did you get out of your comfort zone and actually start networking yourself? I was never uncomfortable. That's yeah. the thing. Like, if you made music and you wanted to make music, come through. Yeah, that us. Like, yeah, yeah. Like one day I was sitting on the bus. And then somebody was asking me something, and I remember I was like, oh, I can't because I'm low-key building a studio in my house. I was like, oh, you make music? I was yeah. like, well, I like, make beats. I was like, but I'm trying to build like a, <laughs> a studio. Yeah. He's like, yo, this guy raps. And he's like, you got a studio? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, man. I was like, I'm building one. He's yeah. like, I need to talk to you. I was like, right. oh, shit, okay. And then ever since then, like, yeah. he came through. Then his cousins were rapping, then his homies was rapping. He's like, I got, hey, my boy's got a studio, like, right, he's building right. a studio. And then she's like, bet. So then they low key would critique my beats. Like, oh, that's not bad. You know what I'm saying? That's not bad. And then mm -hmm. as I was getting better, like, oh, you're getting better. Like, oh, that's yeah, just hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's how, like, like I slowly they, shit. yeah, slowly, like, just and being then, open to that. And then the way I got my beats kind of out there is what, like I said, when I was doing those shows. Right. I didn't want to rap, but I was rapping because I didn't know rappers, and people yeah. thought I was good. I guess and yeah, I didn't I didn't think I was good, but they thought I was good. So right. okay, but so it's sixteen shows, right now. <laughs> and then, like I said, you're performing for other rappers. Yeah. So then those rappers come up to me like, "Who makes your beats?" I make my beats. Yo, here's my email. Right. Pat. Send it. And then that's how that's how literally how it worked. Damn. Like I, I'm shy, but I'm low key not like. I won't interact with people, yeah. but if people interact with me, I'm with it. Like, yeah. Like, you'll be able to, like, work a room and shit. Yeah, like, to. I low-key like to stay in the crib, you know? Yeah. Like, if, like, for, like you see, like, when the camera's on and the mic is on, you were like, oh, you stole the show or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how I am. Yeah. Like, once it gets going, I'm there. Like, let's yeah. go. Like, I'm with it. Because like, I know me being, like, shelled is, like, not going to work. That's not what, like, if you want to be in that industry, yeah. that's, that's going to But I'll never you. go to, like, an event and just like start walking up to people. Like, What's going on, man? Yeah. Like, you know. But like, if people start coming to me, I'll bet like I'm gonna yeah. start talking. Yeah. So, who are your like rapper inspirations? Like, who did you like when when you're making beats in your head? Like, who do you think like oh this shit would sound good for Hood MVP? Like, what like or like do you ever think of that? No. Like Drake type beats and shit like that. No, I didn't start doing that until like maybe a couple years ago. Cause like I used to always see tight beats and yeah. I used to oh low key be like that's stupid yeah like cause you're not you're not creating your sound right you're trying to build another producer's sound right so if I was sitting there making uh fucking little baby type beats I'm trying to sound like his producer right and that low key I used to think that was whack like yeah but I see those guys were making sales and they're getting views and numbers yeah and I was like damn I guess like that shit works but like. After a while, once, like, I felt like I found kind of my sound, I was like, I'm going to start, I think I can make other people's sounds or whatever. Yeah. So then I started, like, trying to uh, fucking experiment. Yeah. And, like, I'll listen to a song. Like, I'll see, like, I'll make a beat. And then I think this rapper could sound good on this, you know? Yeah. But I'll never have, like, a rapper in mind yeah. when I start. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way I make beats is, like, how I'm feeling. Like, yeah. if it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. That's why I hate doing, like, custom work. Do you feel like that you have, like, a specific sound? Kind of. I would like to say I do, you know? Like, when people listen to, like, uh, Lil Windex, like, mm -hmm. the Lil Windex dude, the shit yeah. I produced for him, people were like, that sounds like some shit you made. Yeah. You know? How did that happen? How did I know that song got you, what, like, a million views or it's, something like that? Right now, so it's in, like, above four mil on, on Spotify. That's amazing, bro. But the way that happened is I just email people. Like, I email... Rappers all the time. Yeah. I'll go, like, when I'm on social media, I'm on social media not because I'm fucking, like, yeah. I'm stuck just looking at TikTok. Like, I'm looking for rappers. 
and I'm trying to find rappers who don't have a huge buzz to where they're still answering their own emails. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. Just looking for people who got like a few thousand and we can both benefit like you get a beat and then I can possibly gain listeners. Yeah, listeners. And then maybe you got some rapper friends and shit like that. So I would just send out emails like every day. Like I still send out emails sometimes. How many emails are you sending out a day? <laughs> well, because this motherfucker just comes to my crib and be like, "Yo, I need you to make some beats." Like, All right, bet. <laughs> Have you guys worked on a joint project together? Like a full project? Like a full project from beginning nah. to end? Uh, mm-hmm. So like, me and Hood, we don't like work. Like, he'll come through, and sometimes I'll just be making beats. He'll be like, "I like the way that sounds," and then it becomes his. <laughs> so like the songs that he has with me, yeah, those came naturally. Like yeah. it wasn't like, "All right, let's get in the studio and let's grind." Like it's. Yeah. He'll be sitting on the, my couch playing PlayStation, and I'll be making beats. And then he'll just say, I like the way that sounds. He'll start writing. Damn. Right, so do you ever feel like um, <clears throat> you guys will make a fucking joint project together? Or is that anything that you guys have planned? Or is it just something know. that Cause you... Because that, that goes back to me like not liking to make custom work. I hate making custom beats. Yeah. But people ask me all the time. I get them all the time, and I hate it. It's like, bro, like I don't make beats customly. Like Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think like my beats are dope. Like people like my beats because it's natural. It's just whatever you're thinking, you're feeling yeah. in the moment. It's just that's what it is. Yeah, but like I also think because like I'm in a different part of my career where it's like I'm not focused on being a producer. Like I like I said, I want to own a huge ass business and I want to sign creators, and that's mm. where my money wants. I want my money to come from. Yeah. So that's where I'm focused at right now, trying to build my uh, profiles so I can get the numbers yeah. and then start. So then I could turn around and offer opportunities for other creators like myself. Yeah. Do you feel like TikTok uh, allows you to do that? Because I see you a lot on TikTok. TikTok is, uh, it's right. Like I, I tell people all the time, like right now, TikTok's in a good, a good space. Like, like Vine was. Like Vine changed a lot of people's lives. Yeah. You know, didn't change Vine. So fuck Vine. But, <laughs> but TikTok right now is easy to go viral. Yeah. Um, so it's like the next two years, I think TikTok will eventually die, not die, not necessarily die, but become hard to go viral yeah. like it is right now. Because yeah. like you've seen Vine, people went viral and then eventually it was kind of like all ads. Yeah. Now you see ads on TikTok. You so it's starting me? to become that. As soon as you open TikTok, it's a fucking ad and yeah. I can skip this ad, click yeah. this ad. So I think that's eventually that's what's going to start happening now. TikTok's... Uh, Doing something where they'll give you a really good week and you'll get views and then one week you won't get shit and then they'll pull up like a prompt where it's like, hey, you know, you can pay to get views and that's that's so whacked. Like, yeah, that is ass. So I think TikTok eventually in like a year or two. Yeah, it's not going to be as sweet as it is right now. Yeah. You so know? If you're creative. Go on TikTok right now and take advantage of it or. Yeah, because I'm like so like. I want to do my best to take advantage of TikTok at the same time using that uh, <clears throat> using that content to cross post on my other socials. Okay. You know, because TikTok low key for me, I've always wanted to make videos, but sometimes I just don't know where to start. Yeah. And with so TikTok, it gives you that template. Yeah. TikTok, you got sounds so I can just pick a sound and lip sync yeah. it or lip whatever the fuck yeah. and then it'll go. You feel me? Yeah. Or like do some little ass snippet and it'll go. The idea is there. Yeah. And how many and so many people use it. Bro, one of the funniest TikToks I seen you do was the one where you were like captured. Like did you were in the basement, oh, the <laughs> and, basement. Then the, and then the robber would tell you to shut the fuck up and yeah. you were like and he was just like, what singing. What is your problem? What is the problem? Like, <laughs> Bro, yeah. that's literally when I like I, I I've always had you on socials and shit like that, you know, just from like knowing you and passing and shit. Yeah. But like when I seen you like really like take like I started seeing you more. Yeah. So that's how I knew that what you were doing was working because I started seeing you more. I wasn't going out looking for your content. It was just coming up in my feed on Instagram. It was coming up on Facebook. It was coming up on TikTok. And I'm just like, bro's putting in that fucking work. It's crazy, bro, because I've, it's like my little ass following. I've had people like recognize me. Yeah. Like, yo, are you big self from TikTok? I'm like, <laughs> like what, for real? Like, yeah, I am. Like, dude, how does that feel? How like, does that feel? It's crazy because I'm yeah. like, bro. Like at the time, I was like, I only got like six thousand followers. Like, yeah. no way. I wish I had six. And then, <laughs> and then like, how was that Best Buy? 
this guy goes, hey, are, are you uh, the, uh, the big South guy off of TikTok? I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, you're funny as fuck. Turns to his employee. He's like, bro, this guy's funny as fuck. I got to show you his videos later. <laughs> and I was like, dude, fucking thanks. And I was walking out the store like, it makes my day. Like, I'm yeah. cheesing. I'm like, damn. Like, you just got like, recognized and shit. Can I get this shit for free? Like, right. He's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whatever, whatever that Taco Bell. Nah, I pulled up at Taco Bell. I was ordering and Ron Lake is like, yo, hey, are you good MVP? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, man, I listen to your music. Yo, shit is dope. Instantly, Here's some free cinnamon twist. <laughs> instantly, instantly message him. I'm like, yo, I'm fucking famous. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I had this like status on Facebook, like that a bunch of people like that. I was like, man, if y'all knew how my local Dunkin' Donuts treats me, you'd know I'm him. <laughs> and that's not even nothing for like podcast, just because I went there a lot during fucking the quarantine and shit. That working from home, and the guy just started knowing my name for my order. But like, I just thought it was fucking bro. But like, the that's dude just like, yeah, like that dude just saw me. He's like, oh, what's up? He just started asking me how my day was and shit. And I was just like, yo, the motherfucker knows me, bro. Yeah. He knows I'm him. Is that when we can take your iced coffee and dip, bro? Yeah, my bad. But nah, but it's but it's definitely like a dope ass feeling. Yeah. Like once. And you guys don't do a lot of interviews. No. No. So I appreciate you guys doing this shit for me. It's probably like my third one. Nice. Ever. But also, there's not a lot of people out here doing it like that. Give him the mic. I need him to say that. <laughs> but also, there's, like, not a lot of people doing it like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, podcasts are, like, popping up. But, like, how many do you know in Lake County, for real? And, I honestly, I, I, there's a few. And I will never be like, oh, like, I'm bigger than them or I'm better right. than them. But I'm definitely putting in the work. I yeah. definitely want people to see that, like, yo, like, yeah. if you got some shit going on and you got, you got, like, a little buzz, bro, come fuck with me. I'll fuck with you. That's good, and that's just how it is, bro. Like I, I, I don't, I didn't expect you guys to be like, yeah, oh yeah, we'll do it just because we know you, bro. We don't do shit else. <laughs> <laughs> if it's music related, like we're there, like, yeah. Okay, because this is helping all of us. Yeah, you know, yeah. like because once we're done and we get to posting shit, like we we're start sharing, cro- we start crossing yeah. each other's like just audiences that's and shit I'm like saying. that. So it's like you as a platform, like it's perfect because now you can take artists who are also trying to take their career seriously. Yeah. And say they don't have like a buzz, you guys can help each other. Yeah, like, of course. Like yo, like I'm gonna give you a platform, and you know you help me out. Type yeah. Shit. So it's like mutual. That's what that's what I tell people all the time. Like you guys need to build a team. Yeah. Because a lot of people will be like, oh, like cause I have people like, how do you how do you and Hood do it? It's like, bro, like we kind of have kind of our own team. Yeah. You know, like when I tell Hood, like I think I'm gonna stop rapping, bro, to like help you, because because we we have the same issue. Like, yeah. We wish we had a team. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck it, we are the we team. are the team." So I what? said, "Fuck rap." Like I low key don't even like rapping anymore. Bro, what I ways. love about you guys, bro, and 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 you know, is just I go to your page, bro, and the first thing I see is like hood MVP in your in your bio. Exactly. Like that shit's so fucking dope, bro. Because it's like that's just how you know that shit. Just like it, it's just it, you guys really give a fuck about just putting one yeah, one I need one hood in front MVP of the other. to get famous, bro. Because yeah. I'm kind of broke because like out here. like we'll take this I like. I'll put my I'll put myself on, I'll put myself out there. I wanted to do just single like I'll do you you come on the podcast first, mm-hmm. then you come on the podcast. Bro, hit me. He's like, now nah, we doing it together. Yeah, we doing it together. He's like, now nah, we're 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 a team. We're locked in. And I said, fuck it. Yeah, it's great. We'll content. figure it out. Let's do it. I'm saying that's why I said like, you can get content like out of out of one uh, session, bro. Yeah. Like I looked at your Instagram, and I was like, he's done 16 episodes and only has uh, I think I don't even know how many posts, but it was less than 100. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way. You should have at least 30 posts per episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I've seen your first two posts, and it was, like, a screenshot. Mm-hmm. And the third post was, like, photos. Yeah. And I was like, where's the clips? Where's yeah. the 15 to 30 Yeah, it's because, like, early on, bro, like, it just, it, it wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I came into doing podcasting just, like, on my own, bro. Just of what, that, totally, just, just of, like, watching people just do that shit. So yeah. I'm thinking, like... Oh, I'm doing this and just yeah. just on my own. But it was it was actually my wife Belinda who I actually do episodes with, and she was just like, "Yo, you gotta start doing this." And she kind of like took it upon herself to start doing the reels. She took it upon herself to start doing things for me on the Instagram that's and shit team. like that's that. That's what I'm saying. That is my yeah. That's, that's why team. when you're saying like when you know, that is my team. She is my team. Like yeah. it's me and her. Exactly. We're locked in. We do shit together. We'll go through. We're gonna go through this episode and we're gonna figure out what are the best parts to like highlight ab- about these people and shit like that. Like, go ahead. But does she eat your leftovers? 
I eat hers, bro. <laughs> I I am the big sal of my relationship. I mean, that's that's of my way, marriage. That's the way the team falls apart. So. <laughs> so so all you all I have to do is just not eat her food. But what if she gives it to me? That's different. Okay. Giving it to you and eating it when no one's there is a whole lot different. <laughs> you kind of did give it to me by leaving it at my crib. Fuck your crib. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I, man, I appreciate you guys for coming on. And no, we definitely... No problem. We're definitely going to do this again. Preferably without Sal. That's <laughs> all so like I was saying. Before I was really interrupted <laughs> about some fucking leftovers. All that's leftovers. Like eight, <laughs> ten months leftovers ago. Why would you eat that then? I'm not saying like it was <laughs> ten months old. Now I'm concerned about I'm you, bro. I'm saying it was like, ten months ago that it happened. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I was like, why would you eat ten, ten month old leftovers, bro? Like... At this point, like we just gotta, we gotta get something going for you, big So You gotta do better. I got a lot of things wrong with me medically, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> At this point, I'm ready to go. Boo. But like, I, <laughs> but like I was saying, man, when it comes to like the social posts, bro, like you get those podcasts are like an hour long. Yeah. There's so many like 15 to 30 second clips you can get yeah. out of that. That's why when I told you like we're gonna do one interview, I was like, just have your questions. Yeah. If your questions are good, you know, which they have been. Yeah. You take each question and cut them into segments. Even right. if you got to do fucking part one and part two. People yeah. hate that shit, but it gets people like it gets engaged. People, it, yeah. Because there's a lot of times where you'll see a part one and you're kind of like, I got to fucking watch part two. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm no, already, I'm no already, already, I'm I'm already not, invested. Yeah, there's no way I'm not finishing So, so speak on that then. What What do you think that it's like up and coming podcasters, rappers, and producers should use? Like how to use their social medias? So everybody... Should be posting, like I said, 30 fucking things for one piece of content. So if you have a song, you should have at least a month's worth of content. Damn. You know, you should be posting at least three times a day. Yeah. Feel me? Snippets of the song. Fucking. I could try to tell people, like, take people through the creative process. Like, take people through the day by day. You as an independent artist with no label behind you, you're independent. Yeah. Like, you know, let people see the struggle. Let people see what the fuck the shit you go through. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I spent. My whole check on fucking studio time this month, so we're eating ramen. Let me show you how to make ramen. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. Like be become the content because yeah. you're already doing the work. Just become the content. Just do it. Just shoot it. Picture it. All that shit. Love it. So like when it comes to like the podcast, like the suggestion I'd have for you is like taking those little segments, yeah. you know? Yeah. So then the photos like he's taking right now, like those are great pieces of content, you know? Yeah. And then just the clips, all that shit. Just kind of just yeah. You got you're doing a video right now. Yeah. You you fucking to take an example. You you watch No Jumper. Yeah. You see their segments are broken down to questions, and then they have the full interview. Yeah. So if people want to watch the full interview, they can. Yeah. But if people want to hear why the fuck could MVP's bitching about leftovers ten months ago, <laughs> that's like a good you know just a good cut up of the yeah. Clip. Yeah. Like this is the reason Hood MVP keeps yeah. fucking complaining about yeah. I don't eat food. Obviously, so, wasn't that good because what, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so like, do you, so so pretty much just like, do you feel like the Instagram algorithm rewards kind of like the TikTok algorithm where like they reward in volume? Nah, man, Instagram's so fucking hard to get, like, popping. Reels is a blessing right now because yeah. your reels are blowing the fuck up no matter who you are. Damn yeah, man. I see that shit. Like, I, like I'm, I had fucking, I had 1,700 followers for, like, a few years. And then this year when I started, well, like, when I studied the, like, algorithms and shit for the past year, I was like, I'm going to fucking start getting on my reels shit. So right. then I started posting, like, in the morning, every morning. And I cracked i think a little over 2000 and damn. it moves pretty quickly yeah so it's like if you look at my analytics it's like damn the growth is crazy it'll be like you've reached 160 accounts this week yeah and see that's like a part bro like of podcasting and just like creating content that i didn't know about yeah. i didn't know that you had to like study the analytics and stuff so and, stu and, and then study what what people are liking and shit like that exactly. that way you can use as an example of what kind of content people like exactly and that's why that's why i tell people like uh, post three times a day because you can you can hit every every target like you know you got people who get on in the morning you post something in the morning you hit that audience then you got the people that are on in the morning get off at lunch but then you got a whole new crowd that comes in at lunch 
Now you can hit those people. Million dollars worth of game right there. You know what I'm saying? New new content in the in at lunchtime. Then right. you got around dinner time when people are getting winding ready to down, unwind, going to sleep. You got a new batch of people who are on social media because maybe they're not on during the day, but they're in bed and they're just chilling, strolling. Great. Now that's a whole new audience. Right. You feel me? Man. That's crazy, right? That's fucking crazy. It's crazy. No, but, like, if you really just break it down to, like, that, bro, that's just crazy because it's, like, that's kind of where, like, where I struggled at in the beginning. And then when I started doing the reels and I started doing, like, the video reels of, like, the shit that I was posting on YouTube, it I, I started seeing the uptick in them. Like, one one reel went from, like, I don't know, nine 900 plays and then the next one with actually seeing us interacting, 2K. Yeah. And it just, like that. And it's not even, like, your followers. It's... It's, some, it's just a, it's just it's people thrown on the, the algorithm on a discovery yeah. discovering page and like Instagram now is doing a thing where they push content onto like people that may find interest yeah because I see it all the time and I look at kind of hate it because I'm like <laughs> I'm like I don't even follow this person why the fuck am I seeing this yeah. shit like I don't care you know what yeah. I mean like if I want to but then it shit, helps you because you. it'll do the same shit for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, it's so like you hate it, but you love it. It's like, hey, but I fuck with it. And then sometimes yeah. I'll see content like, this is good. I'm gonna follow this person. Fuck yeah. it. But yeah, all the all the platforms are learning from each other. You feel me? Like yeah. you've seen it. Like you've seen yeah. stories get stolen from Snapchat. Yeah. You know, you you've seen yeah. shit get taken from Facebook. Why? Why the you know Instagram saw TikTok so that yeah, now it implemented so now its reels. reels and then you know we, when it's all technically the same shit because you can use sounds and yeah. stuff like that. And, and like Facebook was like, yo, we're gonna pay people so people can stop using TikTok and yeah. shit like that. So, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's like forty cents per thousand view now, but it's so whack, bro. That shit is that's a trip, bro. When I first started, it was great, but now it's not so great. But yeah. like that type of stuff, I try not to let it discourage me because it's like yeah. I try not to let that shit discourage me because like I'm sp- I'm supposed to be doing this shit anyway. It's my job. <laughs> there you go. I'm just doing it for and it- free. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's the way I see it, bro. Like, I started, like, just taking this shit serious like that. We're like, this is my job. If I want this to be my job full time, I have to give it that energy. I have exactly. to speak about it like it is. I have to, I have to nurture it, care for it like it is and shit bro, like the that. the other so. day, dog, I did 13 hours of, like, packing shirts. And then I had to unpack some uh, supplies. And I realized that these these packing supplies were a little bit smaller than the other ones. Yeah. So now I can't put the bigger shirts in these ones. So now I have to unpack all these shirts and then pack the smaller ones in here. And I was like, bro, I almost like wanted to go to sleep. But I was like, dude, if I was at a fucking job, I would have did it because my boss would have chewed me out. Yeah. I was like, so I'm going to do it. Did you your own boss? Yeah. I was like, so I'm going to put in the same work I'm putting in here. Yeah. For somebody else. some shitty job because I've done it before yeah. at a job that I hated where yeah. they were like, you got to repack this. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Like you, you fuck, but then you yeah. just do it. So I was like, I'd rather do like 13 hours for myself than do it for somebody Man. else. Fuck that shit. Hey, you're preaching to the choir, bro. You know what I'm saying? I feel anyway, you. so I started slinging crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's Man. when my life switched. <laughs> That's amazing. So you guys want to plug anything real quick before we get up before we get up out of here? Hell yeah, bro. Fucking August. We got new merch coming out. We got it in gold. You see the smiley face? We got it in cream. We got trucker hats coming with it. So y'all take a look. Check out Moolah Gang Productions on Instagram. Who is Big Sal? My boyhood MVP. So look out for that uh, drop. Appreciate you having me. Fuck Big Sal. <laughs> he ate my leftovers. <laughs> you don't got anything. You don't. Shit, you don't got anything. You're working a fucking on. Fucking lie. Oh, uh, we got some stuff in the works, but nothing I want to put a date on because then that's gone. Okay. You know, people. Oh shit. You were supposed to drop on August 15th. Yeah. Now you didn't. Yeah, right. that's why I don't be putting no dates on for nothing sure. that I do. Again. But, Thank you guys for being here. This is the We All One Podcast brought to you by Hygieia Cold Press. The most fire, fire CMOS on the market right now. Elevate. It's right there. You're blocking it. Oh, you're blocking it. <laughs> CMOS. Fucking check them out. <laughs> check them out. HygieiaColdPress.com. Use code WEONONE to save, out, save on your order at checkout. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys for coming. We out. Appreciate having us.